Hello and welcome to the Story Toolkit. I'm Basim El-Wakil, co-author of Action, The Art of Excitement with Robert McKee, and joining me is Luke Lionel, writer and part of the McKee Storylogue team. So today we're going to talk about Dumb and Dumber 2, yes. Revenge. But first, but first, the fun stuff, admin. Yes. Uh, if you have any questions, <laughs> it's becoming a song now. It's, yes. If you have any questions, do the thing that you do. I, can't, I don't know. Who goes. We need to sort the lyrics out. Okay. Okay. If you have any questions, get in touch through Twitter at Basim's Story or uh, at Lucius Malcolm. Uh, and you can also get in touch and access all the podcasts at thestorytoolkit.wordpress.com. Yes. There's a website. There's a website. There is. Ta-da! Ta-da! So we're going to talk about Dumb and Dumber 2. I say we. Luke is actually going to talk about Dumb and Dumber 2 because today Luke has the insight. (laughs) We can call it that if you want. I don't know what I would call it. But we have a thing. I Actually, this is fun. I don't know what this is. Because Luke and I have talked about stuff all the time off mic. It's true. You don't actually have 24-7 access to us. We've talked about things off mic. And one of the things that we talked about was, Luke, we saw Dumb and Dumber 2 together. And after a while, Luke was saying, like, he had a problem. He was like, I think I know why it doesn't work. And he mentioned something that I thought was quite interesting. And so I've deliberately not done any research into this concept <laughs> because I wanted to see what Luke was going to tell me about it and like he's like oh I think I've cracked it I'm like great I want to hear this so hopefully uh hopefully you'll learn something today I will mm-hmm. oh, I, I get to do the whole thing yeah this is gonna if we switch roles will this work uh, absolutely We're not gonna this is out. gonna fall apart so quickly <laughs> it already has <laughs> uh so Dumb and Dumber for those of you who don't know is on both of our top ten films, yeah, our favorite because it's films, the best movie ever made. It is uh, the first one. We love the first one. Yes. Um, the second one, I remember when we came out, and I still feel this way. It feels like it could have been something that came out in 1995. The first yeah. one came out in 93. This they could have released this two years later, and it would have felt like a proper sequel. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't as good. Yeah. And I've seen the un the sort of director's cut, extended cut version of Dumb and Dumber, and that is nowhere near as good as Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. It And so it feels like the extended cut of Dumb and Dumber 2. They feel like on comparable levels, which is like, yeah. it's just looser, it doesn't work as well, there's more complexity in the plot than there needs to be. For example, there was a whole kidnapping thing yeah. in the first film that you don't see, but there's a whole thing where like the guy is in a coffin and they're in a box and they have all these other sort of things there's other little subplots that they cut out completely of the film so it feels to me like Dumb and Dumber 2 feels like a rougher version of a film that we could have got if it had been a bit tighter yeah um, but, but it, it, it doesn't feel like Die Hard 5. No. Right? Or Crystal Skull or something. You go like, what have you done? <laughs> you know, it feels like, oh no, this this feel... It's not like it's not even like the young... The what, Dumb and Dumberer um, pre- prequel. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a cash in. It feels like which a genuine I, part yeah, of it. Which I never, uh, I never watched. Because no. that, wa- that was a cash in, wasn't it? Yeah. I know that... Um, uh, uh, I know that the two actors weren't involved they weren't at involved. all in that decision-making process. No. But yeah, with Dumb and Dumb and 2, I remember coming out and talking to you. It, the, our immediate thoughts were that exactly that. It yeah. did feel like a proper sequel. Like, it could have come out 20 years ago. Particularly, like, you could tell there was a love for the character. Yeah, the the, the sheepdog car bit is, is the just best am- gag in the movie. Is just amazing, where they just go over that that what that little hill in the road and yeah. it zooms in on this smiling and it's like yeah they're back the, the car just crashes and it's broken and it's done like that's well done yeah <laughs> well done that's that's it I'm happy to walk away now we're good but um okay yeah so we should probably just quickly go through the plots yeah. of Dumb and Dumber so Dumb and Dumber um <laughs> the first film um I love this film. Uh, so Lloyd Christmas, which is Jim Carrey's character, and uh, Harry Dunn, which is Jeff Daniels' character, um, they Lloyd is a chauffeur, and he is taking a woman, a beautiful woman, uh, played by uh, Lauren Holly, Mary Swanson's the character's name, right? Yeah. He takes her. Samsonite. Samsonite. That was, that was way off. He takes her to the airport as a, as his chauffeur. And uh, she leaves a bag, a briefcase, 
in the airport. And he rushes in and takes the briefcase just as two other people are about to take the briefcase. And what he's inadvertently done is he's got involved in a kidnapping situation where he's accidentally stolen the ransom money. So, but in the commotion of this, he crashes the limo and gets fired from the job. Harry also gets fired from his job at the same time. So the two of them are at home. They've both been fired. And Lloyd has this woman's briefcase and he has fallen in love with her. And he's got, he's convinced that, look, if I go to Aspen, which is where she is, which is on the other side of the country, if I go to Aspen and give her the briefcase, I might have a chance at a better life. And Harry's like, okay, I'll go with you. And the two of them do this fantastic road trip across the thing. As they do, the kidnappers are trying to intercept them to get the ransom money. And (laughs) one of the kidnappers pretends to be a hitchhiker. They pick him up. They pick up the hitchhiker. Uh, the, uh, he's he starts like t- you know pumping them for information without them really knowing because he's not too sure how much they know. He there's a part of him that thinks that he's they've been on his case and that they're experts, but at the same time he's like, you guys don't seem to get this. And so he finally they're sitting down, they're talking uh, in a bar, and it's he's gone out to. Uh, call his other associates while they have because they're kids they've played a prank on him which is they've stuffed his burger full of red hot chilies unaware that he has a really bad ulcer right so he goes back in and he's sitting down about to eat his burger and he finally realizes that these two guys are just two people in the wrong place at the wrong time and that they totally messed up and that they that's it but as he realizes this he bites into the burger has the chili peppers and from his ulcer he is killed by them and so they carry on driving to Aspen they get to Aspen and once they're in Aspen they try to find the woman but he can't remember her name and he thinks he thinks her name is on the briefcase and the briefcase is Samsonite so he thinks her name is Mary Samsonite can't find her they don't know what to do they have no money, nothing. They're like hobos in the middle of winter in Aspen. They're freezing. And they have a fight. And they accidentally open the briefcase and see that the briefcase is filled with money. Which, of course, is meant for the ransom. So they start spending all the money writing IOUs for everything they spend it on. But they spend it on everything. Like, they buy ridiculous cars. They get the most expensive hotel room in Aspen. They, they give out people $100 bills as tips. That kind of stuff. That that jump cut, by the way, uh, yeah. between them over the briefcase saying, we'll only spend it on, on necessary things, like, <laughs> and we'll write IOUs for everything, and it cuts to them turning up to this enormous <laughs> hotel in Ferraris with jam-packed with gifts, yeah. and they're in the most obscene ski gear. <laughs> and then the guy's doing, this room is often used for the Prince of Wales when yeah. he's in town. We'll take it! Um, so... Um, and while they're doing this, of course, Mary is terrified and fretting because her husband's been kidnapped and they don't know what's happened to the money. They are reading the newspaper and they see Mary in the newspaper. And they go, because she's a big high, like the reason she's rich, she's a big high society woman. They start getting involved. Harry, Lloyd gets too nervous to actually go say hi to Mary. So Harry goes say hi to Mary instead. Mary and Harry start getting on. Lloyd thinks Harry is cheating, like has stolen Mary from him. So the two of them start having a huge argument and a fight. The kidnappers get involved. And finally, <laughs> at the end, um, <laughs> they get into a situation where the kidnapper has got a gun on Mary and Lloyd. Harry comes in after being debriefed by the FBI. And like he pulls a gun and Lloyd thinks it's Harry. Your name is Harry, isn't it? They have this whole ridiculous situation. And then it turns out that Mary's married. Lloyd has no chance. They give them the you know the money's gone. The kidnappers get arrested. Happy ending for everyone. But Lloyd and Harry don't get the girl, and they end up walking back home. Um, and that's just the you know the silliness of that story. Then there's Dumb and Dumber Two. Do you want to do Dumb and Dumber Two? It, it is all yours. <laughs> okay, so in Dumb and Dumber Two, it opens with Lloyd in a mental institution. And Harry has been going to see him every day for 20 years. And he's like, you got to get over Mary, Harry. Uh, uh, Lloyd, you got to get over Mary. And Lloyd, of course, is like, I got you. What? So I've been pretending for 20 years. It's like, oh, that's brilliant. And so that's where the film picks up. 
So it's been 20 years, nothing has changed for either of these two characters. Harry, however, has a problem with his kidneys. He needs a new kidney. Um, but it turns out that his, he's been adopted his whole life. He didn't know this, even though his parents are clearly not English. They're <laughs> Vietnamese or they're Chinese or something, right? They're not English at all. And Harry's just realized this. Um, so he tries to, uh, he, he doesn't know what he's going to do about a, a, um, a kidney. But he finds when he goes to his parents, a letter from a character they mentioned in the first film called Freda Felcher. Um, who Harry had, uh, Harry and Lloyd she was Harry's girlfriend, but Lloyd cheated on on her with ha- uh, cheated on Harry with her. So Harry finds out that Freda has a daughter, and it's probably his child. And so he's the father of this girl. So this means this girl has a kidney that he can probably get a transfer with, and so forth. So they have to find this woman. She is. She's been given up for adoption, if I remember right. Yeah, and uh, the people who've adopted her—that one of them's a scientist, one of them's uh, uh, yeah—is a scientist, and so she's at this big science convention. And so the idea is they're going to do another road trip, basically, to go all the way to the science convention to meet the woman. He also has to take uh, something there with him, if I remember right, because what's going on with the scientist is that the mother, the her husband, her the scientist's wife is trying to kill her husband. Yeah. And so they go on this road trip, and on the road trip, they get their uh, the wife's lover uh, is on the road trip with them and is trying to kill them. And he 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 ends up getting killed in the process by accident. So he sends so his twin brother gets involved now, and he's trying to kill them. They go to the science convention. They meet the girl. Lloyd has fallen in love with Harry's daughter because she's so beautiful. So Lloyd's infatuated with the daughter. Harry wants to get the kidney from this. They also have this thing with the the scientist. Uh, At the end, they kind of solve everything the way that it just kind of gets solved. And um, it turns out that actually Lloyd is probably the father of the daughter, not Harry because of the one night stand that they had. And then it turns out neither of them have ever had sex ever in their lives. And so neither one of them is the woman's daughter. And then that's it pretty much. Yeah. It turns out to be the daughter turns out to be the daughter of the dead friend who is referenced. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. The dead friend. And it also turns out that Harry was pranking Lloyd about the kidney failure. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So he made up the whole thing. Yeah. What was the... Th- I'm trying to remember now. I've, I've drawn a blank. What was the thing that the um, the wife was trying... What was the thing they were carry- transporting? Weren't they transporting? It ended up being cupcakes because the scientist had invented something that was going to change the world and the daughter was instructed to take it to the conference. She forgets it. It, it because she's dumb. Yes. Um, so they give it, I think, to Lloyd and Harry, which is why the yes. guy and goes with them. Cupcakes, it turns out to be cupcakes because yeah. the guy knows about the plot to kill him, yeah. um, etc. So already we can tell from the plot that there's, <laughs> there's several problems here. Um, because, well, I can, oh, you know what? You should get into your things and then we'll go back to... <clears throat> what the problem is with we can plot. I mean yeah because I, mean, I don't know what your points might be your points might I might gazump your point in a minute you may gazump my point That's shall, my I, biggest, shall I just go with it my biggest fear right now is that I'm going to list these well things. I have one thing about this plot that I can immediately just say now okay shall I do it go on the problem is there's actually no stakes at all anywhere Harry doesn't have kidney failure yeah um, neither of them is the father uh, because neither of them ever had sex. So therefore that's a whole like, oh yeah, there was never a chance of that happening. The cupcakes aren't actually anything. Um, so there's never actually, any, it does that thing which a lot of bad comedies do. Sometimes even, it's always Sunny Philadelphia does this and I, I never like it when they do this. Where they, but at least it's 30 minutes. Yeah. Right? But they do this thing where at the end they go, oh yeah, by the way, uh, we don't know how to get out of this. So everyone was lying all the time and there's really nothing going on at all. Oh, I see. And you, yeah. the problem with that is it's like you get a laugh now, but as, because, oh, everyone's being really stupid, but as soon as you... You can't rewatch it, yeah. even in your own mind. If you go back in it, you go, oh, hold on. Nothing that happened made, makes any difference. Nothing really mattered. It, it, Harry not having any kidney trouble at all, you go, there's the whole story now, there's no spine of action for it. There's nothing to it. Yeah. Um, the cupcakes. Oh, there was no reason for all that. You realise you've just been faked out for the whole film. 
That's that's so. I think that's a ma- major problem. There's lots of complexity to hide the fact that there's really <coughs> nothing going on. Whereas at least in the other one, like the plot was somewhat was simple, followable, but at the same time, like actually, there is really a kidnapper. Yeah, there really was money in the case. Uh, people actually did die uh, in the in this thing. Like in this situation, only one guy dies, right? Um, but also, like Lloyd really does love Mary. That was my first point. Actually, oh go on, so let's go. Good, to, let's go to segue. But also, you, you, your issue about the plot—I I knew there was an issue with the plot itself. Yes. Um, though I didn't stop to to really consider why, because the thing that I was thinking was, um, I didn't find myself laughing as much during no. the second one. No. It's the same characters, same writers. Yeah. Like, what, well, it what was. Is it, the there problem? were bits that were very funny. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, but you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't like it didn't have. It didn't have that thing we mentioned in the producers. Which is it's getting funnier, and I will come to that as well. Ah, fantastic! This is all right. This, this is I'm I'm breathing a sigh of relief inwardly because I'm thinking I must be on the right lines. This is okay. I, I like that I intimidate you. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> there are two big problems with Dumb and Dumber Two. Okay, um, and they are that it is slightly creepy and very mean. Okay. Those are the two big pro- those are the two oh, problems. Okay. But I'll I'll break them down. The first one is smaller, so we'll come. It, it it's Lloyd. Okay. Lloyd's obsession in both the movies. In the first one, yeah, because you were mentioning like uh, he's really in love with Mary, and then you went, "That's one of my points." Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. So to Mary, uh, when he meets Mary, it is love at first sight. She opens the door, and you have that wonderful music, and <laughs> yeah, yeah he we both clutch- clutched our chests, yeah. and you can't see that. <laughs> he clutches his chest because his his heart hurts because he's he's fallen in love. Um, but there's a real, um. I mean, he chases her across the country. Yes. It is uh, it, it is bordering on stalker comedy. Yes. Um, but there is a sweetness to it. There's that wonderful dream sequence where he pictures himself <laughs> as the perfect husband yes. and the perfect lover yes. to her. Yes. It, it, it's yeah, <laughs> it's it wonderful. Yeah. Um, and that's important. There's a sweetness to it. And the mm. whole point of the movie, the po- whole point of him going cross country is to woo her. Well, there's, there's that wonderful bit where she gets out of the car she's going into the airport and he just goes goodbye my love yeah which is why he crashes the limo <laughs> he crashes the limo because of that and it's just yeah you're like there's a certain sense of just he's he's completely in love with yeah her. so we've talked we talked about um blind obsession and the fact is in- that he's he also not only that but just like the, the nature of the fact that he's driving all the way to aspen in his mind to give her back his, her briefcase yeah. So, like, there's there's a bit where Mary recognizes this, where he she goes, "Here's your briefcase," and he's like, "What? You drove all this way just to do that?" And he goes, "Yeah." And she goes, "That's so sweet." And it's like, it, yeah, yeah, it kind of like he genuinely is just yeah. doing that just for for that, like the smallest little thing for her. But he's got done all this effort, yeah, just for that. And it's like it really is a genuine sense of like, I, I really care about you. But in Dumb and Dumber Two, he's obsessed with Harry's daughter, yes. which. Which he even his first line about Harry's daughter, and I picked this up on on a rewatch. He calls her a little girl. Oh really? Yeah. He said uh, he he's looking at the picture. You have that same music that when he looks at uh, yeah. when he meets Mary for the first time. Yeah. Uh, which is a nice callback. But yeah, then you're I like, like now hold on, she's very very young, and they make <laughs> reference to it. But yeah, when he he says we 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 gotta go, Harry, we gotta go find that little girl, and you're like ah. Oh. Okay, yeah. that's a bit creepy. Plus, he never meets her. He met Mary. He ha- he talked. Hey, no, to he her. does. No, he meets her. At, uh, he meets her at the end. At the conference. Oh yeah, at the end. The, what, by go. that point, yeah, he's already movie. done the whole thing. Like sure. The, with Mary, he meets her. He can't speak because he likes her so much. Yeah. The music kicks in. His heart hurts. Then he drives her to the airport and all that stuff, and he gets to have like those moments with her. Yeah. So she's kind of like a real. He doesn't know her, but. There's a real person there. Right? Yeah. Um, Whereas this one here, yeah, he just sees. The he just sees a picture. Of this person, twenty-two. Yeah, just a picture, and it's he, like, oh, that is a bit creepy. Yeah. So just that, based on the picture. Yes. Yeah. So that that that's the first issue, which um, uh, so it's to do with yeah. Lloyd's uh, obsession. Yeah, because you you don't really want Lloyd to get her. No. You kind of want him to get Mary. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You don't willing. want him to get the girl. And the interaction between the audience in this movie is, um, I'll come back to, um, mm. is very, it's very, very different. Um, yeah. And that's because the movie is mean. It's mean. It is very mean. So this is a huge problem for the movie. Yeah. Um, 
because this was the bit you I remember you mentioning yeah soon after we watched it that I was kind of curious about yeah um that that was the my first inkling was that there's something about there's a there's a I, meanness by the way, I, to hadn't, this I hadn't picked up on how creepy Lloyd was I hadn't picked up on that no no, I hadn't picked up on that until no. I think well, it's not right. something I thought about at the time because it gets a laugh because you play that same music. No, but like, it, you're right. But... It has it, it, the, the, there's that feeling like you don't really want Lloyd exactly. to get it. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it and I was waiting for the gag. I remember enjoying it because I was thinking, oh, that I know what they're going to do. He's going to turn out to be the father. Mm. that's the gag right yeah, yeah. that's the whole point of this is you're waiting so for me like the creepiness wasn't off-putting because I thought they were going to go even sure. creepier right but when you go back over it and that didn't turn out to be the case there you go oh it is just really kind of creepy mm. regardless and there isn't like a good payoff to it um, yeah and it, him not meeting her him falling in love with the photos of a 22 year old girl is a real problem yeah. Whereas him falling... It, I think if he'd met her in person, like in the same way he met Mary, it wouldn't be nearly as bad. But just because it's a photo. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. And the, and also his reaction to it, right? Mm. He, it's A photo and his reaction is, let's go straight away. Whereas with Mary, it was, he sees her in person and he can't speak. Well, they do get... They The door closes and he's like... <gasps> <laughs> they, they do get a joke. Uh, they do get a, a small laugh out of that because the him seeing the photo and saying we got to go right away um, immediately follows him saying to Harry, "Well, you just got to give up now. That's You're true. done. You're yeah. gonna die." Yeah, <laughs> that's um, true. Yeah, um, which is funny out of context, but I'm going to come back to that scene as well. It may, but it makes him seem that. even more selfish, which is a big problem. Ah, okay, get that. okay. Um, so meanness. Meanness, yeah. There's lots of kind of different uh, uh, parts to this, but I, I guess the the bit I'll mention the bit I'm I noticed first. So the issue with meanness extends to the supporting cast. Okay. The supporting cast are mean to Harry and Lloyd. Right. Um, they constantly call them stupid. Right. And that never happens in the first one. No. In the first one, the only person really that realises they're stupid mm. is the gas man, the guy they accidentally... He realises yeah, and immediately gets killed by them. Yeah the, yeah, the guy who gets killed by eating the chilies and the ulcers played by Mike Starr. That guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the reason he's called gas man is because, as I mentioned in the, the synopsis, there's a bit where they... they, they the Mike Starr and his associate, these two kidnapping people... They start hammering on Harry and Lloyd's door on their apartment. And they're like, who could be doing this? Because they have no idea they're involved in the kidnapping gone wrong. And they, go, we have, they have no, and then it's like, did you pay the gas bill? And then they jump out thinking that the gas man has come to collect the bill. So they leave a note saying, we've left town heading to Aspen. Sorry, gas man. Right. <laughs> and Mike Starr concludes from this note that they've been tailing them for months and his so why do you think that? And it's like gas man. How do they know I got gas? <laughs> right. So he's he. That's why he thinks that they're experts. Yeah. And it's a weird plot hole actually because later on his whole thing about pretending to be a hitchhiker only works if they don't know who he is. But if he right. thinks they're tailing him, but you don't really notice this. It doesn't matter. It's not a huge plot hole. Whatever. But there is this thing of like they think. There's a there's so that yeah. yeah I mean that's the difference in the in the first well, one. Well, there's also a bit where he um, they kill an owl with the champagne yeah. cork by accident, and the kidnappers are convinced that only a crack marksman could kill an owl. This is what I have written yeah. down. So yeah, okay, yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. The, the, the supporting cast, um, at least the bad guys. Uh, no, in fact, they were the, they they are convinced that they're dealing with professional killers. <laughs> Yeah. And in Dumb and Dumber 2... Which makes the whole story worse for Mary. Right. Because she can't lie. <laughs> right? She's like, I don't know what's going on. It's like, but they know that you've got these crack experts. Right? <laughs> like, it's making it much more dangerous that they think that they've got experts tailing them. Yeah. Like, they're, they're going to panic. They're going to overreact. The stakes it? become higher? Yeah, they do. Um... But yeah, in, in Dumb and Dumber 2, the supporting cast is constantly telling Lloyd and Harry that they're stupid. Yeah, they're not threatened by them at all. They're not threatened by them, um, particularly the um, 
uh, the guy that's trying to kill the scientist, the lover of the wife. Yes. Um, and I, uh, he plays two characters. He yeah, plays he plays two, the, twins. The, the twins. His name's like um, Jason something, something like that. Isn't it beginning with a J? Uh, yeah, I looked it up earlier and I can't remember what it remember. is. Anyway. It's, it's not Jason Siegel, is it? No. Uh, it's something like that. Do I have it here? Rob Riggle. There you go. Oh, it's Rob Riggle. Yeah. I don't know why I thought Jason Siegel. <laughs> um, yeah, so he he's one character I remember in the movie I was thinking, this doesn't feel right. And no, I The problem was coming yeah. from him, and it's because he's constantly saying, like, you guys are just stupid. Um, and also, at the beginning of the movie, um, uh, Freda Felcher, uh, which is played by... Catherine Turner. Yes. Um, tells him that mm. they're stupid as well. Yes. And behaves um, in a really kind of condescending way towards them, yeah. which stops it being funny, um, but is a problem for the movie for two reasons. Uh, yeah. One is um, it uh, destroys the incongruity. When do you mean? What I mean is this. So in the first one, you have... Um, uh, you, you mean have... the incongruity of the joke? Yes, there yeah. you go. So the joke is created by um, the the um, uh, the reality of what's going on yes. um, uh, uh, versus... I explain this. Um, what people think is going on versus what's actually going on. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, what so people, people think, is... think in the first film that there's like this incredible series, like experts chase, stopping a kidnapping, exactly. and there's this huge FBI investigation. On that what's actually going on is a guy is returning a briefcase to a woman because he's really in love with her. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And any kind of progress they make is just kind of by accident. And um... yes, it's it's the whole the man you knew too little kind of plot, right? right. Yeah, um, which is wonderful. But in the sequel, there kind of is no incongruity because no. these guys are um, uh, acting in a stupid way, and everyone's telling them that they're acting in a stupid yeah. way. And what it does is remove the, it removes the gap for the audience to fill in in the comedy. Yes. So in the first one, the audience does all the work. Right, because you've got this wonderful gap between reality and um, what, what they think is happening—the yes. blind obsession versus what right. the reality of the situation—and mm. um, so the audience is like, "Oh my god, they think they're professional killers. This is hilarious. They've taken yeah. an owl with a cork. Oh my god, this is getting worse and worse." And yeah. it, it gets funnier and funnier yeah. as the stakes get higher. And because so- every, every event that happens, the gag comes from the fact that people are reacting to the event in the event in a different way. Like exactly. Lloyd and Harry kill an owl and they're embarrassed and you go oh my what stupid fools they are and then as a result the kidnappers go they're expert assassins <laughs> and then you laugh even more because you go like oh of course that's what they would think because that's yeah. what they think is going on so the joke comes from as you say the incongruity between exactly yeah but there's the, there's this and it makes it worse yes but there's exactly where and i'll come to that in a second as well um mm. but there's this great initially a great joke um, kind of ruined by a reaction uh, in uh, towards the opening of the fir- uh, the second one mm. in Dumb and Dumber Two, where um, uh, Catherine Turner gives them the letter that mm. she wrote to the daughter, yes. and says this is her address because th- th- they're like we're going to go find her. It's going to be amazing. Catherine Turner's on board. She says right, yeah, here's the address. Uh, so they set off on this big long road trip, arrive at the address, um, and mm. Catherine Turner answers the door, and they're like, you're the spinning image of your mum. She's like. I am Freda Felcher. You've yeah. gone to the return address on the back of the envelope. You need to look at the one on the front. Which is a good joke. That is a good joke. But she immediately calls them stupid as well. And it kind of it removes any um, kind of air they had in the gag, I think. Because immediately you're like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, they, they are, are stupid, stupid, aren't yeah. they? So, yeah, that incongruity, is, uh, which is it, where it, the comedy comes from, could, is destroyed in the second I'm one. wondering, like, how could you save that? Could you have it saved by her going, yeah, it's my fault, I wrote that badly? I don't know if you can save it, because me th- thinking about that scene... Maybe just cutting away. Yeah. If right. she just goes, like... Don't deal with the consequences. It's the return, ad- it's the return address. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, cut to the middle. Like, back. Dri- back on the road, driving, and it's just, like... Well, okay, you and one of them goes, back. at least we didn't drive six the way this time. Yeah, right, just something like that. Or um, or better, better. or better still, you have <laughs> better still. You cut straight away to the car, and Lloyd is giving Harry a hard time. He's like, "You dumbass! I can't <laughs> believe you!" And he's acting. Yeah, he's, he's a, the smart one. Oh right? yeah, he's actually okay. Yeah, that that might yeah that would work. It's you're quite yeah you're right. The two of them can belittle each other. Yeah, but it's not right for anyone else to. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, first point: the supporting cast kind of destroy that incongruity. Yeah, yeah. The oh, second, you'd, you'd have to, 
See, I'm trying to think like this 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 incongruity that they have between what's going on. Now that's for Dumb and Dumber, but that isn't necessarily the case in other comedies, right? Other comedies there's lies, there's deceptions and things like that, but they, it, it doesn't rest on that so much. So I'm like I'm thinking the producers, right? It's a scam. Sure. Yeah. Right. But the the jokes don't come from people's off reactions so much as it comes from how far they're willing to go to tank their own play. And then the major gag comes from the fact that um, uh, they end up loving the play, right? That the yeah. audience loves the play. But I'm trying to think, like, would every comedy have to have this sort of nature? And it seems to me not necessarily, right? No, it not depend- necessarily. It, it, it depends is specific, on the type of comedy. Yeah. It's a specific thing that, to do with their blind obsession, which is that they're really stupid. Yes. And they don't know that. And if everyone else around them knows they're really stupid, then well, they, they feel like they're exploiting them, right? Well, this, this, it comes back to the blind obsession. Um, yeah. The incongruity is there in in every comedy. Um, yeah. Not necessarily this this Not in, in this, this way. nature. Yeah. yeah. But the... Um, there's uh, always there's always some sort of, like I mean obviously to get the comedy there has to be some sort of like juxtaposition exactly. duality to it. Well that the, yeah when I say incongruity that's yeah. just that's the phrase that um Jason and I use when we're writing yeah. but we're, it's it's the same thing it's yeah. that juxtaposition between mm. between the two ideas that you're smashing together. Yeah. Um but we just think of it in those terms. So call yeah. it call it what you will. Yeah. Um but but that's it. So yeah it's the um it's the blind obsession versus um, how the character perceives their reality versus what the reality actually is. Right, yeah. And what you have with the supporting cast is them constantly calling them... Essentially what you have is a car, is a supporting cast of straight straight men. Yes. Um, so they're all, they're all the character that... But they're straight men in the first one. No, they're not. They're not in on the joke because they think they're professional killers. Oh, is that what you mean by straight man? That's what I mean by straight uh, man. Again, in on the joke. Is, I didn't know that. Again, oh, okay, this is the, right. Okay, I got you. No, you're quite. Yeah, you're quite right. So yeah, the problem is they're all in on the joke. They can see through the blind obsession. Exactly. But no one, even even after everything's resolved in Dumb and Dumber, they still don't see through them. No, they they don't see them as dumb. No, they just see them as sort of out of their depth. Yeah, but they don't see them as mentally handicapped. No, right? but they do in this one. Yes. And you, it doesn't. It's not. You can't laugh because it seems so mean all the time, right? Yeah. It just seems like they're exploiting them. And you're like, well, hold on a minute. That it, 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 it does. What I was it, thinking also a lot of Adam Sandler's films. Like Waterboy makes that mistake, right? Um, that the characters call him stupid. Um, yeah, constantly. Yeah, it's not. It's, problem? it's um, it's, it's potentially a problem. Um. It's not. It's not necessarily where the comedy comes from from that character though. Yeah. Um, because I, that character Waterboy has a power, doesn't oh, he? He's true. he's that's he's true. not a complete I, underdog. That's true. I do remember uh, Peter Sellers. His favorite film that he made was Being There. Did you ever see Being There? I didn't see Being There. And Being There, the idea is he plays a mentally handicapped um, uh, gardener, and the master uh, that he works for dies. And he just doesn't have anything, and he ends up becoming a politician, because uh, because people think that his garden metaphors, he's he's speaking about gardening, and they think of their metaphors for the economy and things <laughs> like that, and they take everything he says as like this incredibly wise thing, when in fact he's really not smart at all, and it seems to me since they're going to a science convention, that that would be the thing you do with Lloyd and Harry, right? That people think they're geniuses, right? Um, but that's when you have a character and of course then you have the fun of Lloyd thinking he is a scientific genius when you have right? a character when you have a character that's actually stupid the the only way to the, the, sorry the obvious way to play that comedy is that they think they are geniuses yeah. and the way the first one they never think they're geniuses they never think no, that. No, but they think they're smart. They think, yeah, they think they know what they're doing, but they yeah. don't think they're actual geniuses. No. Whereas in this one, they could be like, yeah, yeah, I am a genius. Like in Lloyd, and it could go completely off the deep end. Like Charlie in Philly. Uh, in Philly. Yes. Have, have grown, grown wary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could. Um, 
but yeah, so you, um, you have these characters that are stupid, believing that they are more intelligent than they are, and they ramp it up in the first one by having everyone around them think they're even more intelligent than that. They yeah. are professional. Yeah. They're professionals. They are exceptional yes, individuals. Yes, that's true. Where in this one, you have characters who are stupid, thinking that they're probably smarter than... But the but thing is, in the first one, they never buy into the idea that they are professionals. No. What, what I'm saying is... Well, what, they have no idea. No, they have no idea. Whereas what I'm saying is, like, if you were doing a sequel and you wanted to, check, like, not just repeat... Yeah. they could just repeat it, right? But they don't... You don't, you don't want to just repeat it. Oh, in it, this, you it. have them believing they're even smarter. You actually have sure. them buy yeah, yeah, into yeah. that thing. Absolutely. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah, because you need that difference. But the difference in, in, in this one is they just changed how the supporting cast perceives them. Yeah, and they just see through right through the blind obsession. It, it doesn't work. I'm trying... Imagine, kind of, imagine if... What's the, let's take a blind obsession from something else like... Uh, what's a film that we really liked? Uh, that's comedy. Um, that comedy that we like that isn't Dumb and Dumber. Happy Gilmore was another. Happy Gilmore, right? Okay. What's the blind obsession of Happy Gilmore? Ah, put me on the spot. This took weeks of thinking. Now you the blind me obsession. Seconds. The blind obsession of Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Right? He wants to get the house back, but he's a hockey player. Yes. He thinks he's an amazing hockey player and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he he's uh, actually no. His blind obsession is that. He, He's really angry. Right? Mm-hmm. He's just angry all the time. He's like, I'm not angry. It's Adam Sandler's blind obsession, Sandler, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and he, but he, like his, his blind obsession is that he's just, he's angry all the time. He doesn't go around saying, I'm angry, right? No. He doesn't, he doesn't realize that. He, his, the whole story is built around the fact that he is trailer trash angry. Right? Yeah. And he never says I'm trailer trash and I'm angry all the time and all that stuff. It's but it's built around that thing. Everyone around him, right? There's people around him that go like, you know, you can be great, you can be great, you can do this thing, you can do that thing. But everyone around him is kind of like aware that he's this trailer trash thing, right? But that's a positive for the golf circuit because it gets all those people in, right? Yeah. So. There's a sense that they do see through his blind obsession. They see him for what he really is. But what he really is isn't that terrible. And that creates the incongruity, which is you have working class people in golf courses. Sure. So you can have a supporting cast see through it. You can. It seems it seems but like then- these problems are specifically to because to yeah, this. because of the nature of how these characters are designed, which I think is great, because that's the whole point, right? I've always said like character and plot are always like yeah, interwoven, yeah, yeah. right? So this makes perfect sense. It's like it's not just a basic rule of comedy. It's that specifically, if you have a blind obsession, that's high. If the characters are blind to something that's really terrible about them, and everyone's constantly seeing through it, they then it becomes like bullying because mm. they lack self awareness, but everyone else is very aware of them. Yeah. Whereas if what they've got, if that blind obsession that they have isn't just terrible, but it, it, you can generate something out of it, then if the audience, then the, the characters see through their blind obsession, it's not so terrible. Yeah. Um, it's that lack of self awareness is the problem. What it, yeah, what it, what it does is change the nature of the jokes as well. Mm-hmm. This is the just the extra point on uh, on the end of the incongruity thing. Um, yeah. When you don't have the characters that kind of um, push them along like that, what you end up getting are jokes, are just really quick one hit um, uh, kind of gags, basically, as mm. opposed to jokes that build and build. Oh right, yes. Um, yes. So you have there's a scene where they accidentally drink embalming fluid at the funeral home. Yes. In, in the sequel. Yes. Um, okay. So you've done something stupid. Yeah. And it's a really shallow joke. It's like, yes. oh, look, this character's done something really stupid. Okay, yeah. move on to the next thing. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, go anywhere. doesn't go anywhere. doesn't go anywhere. Um, whereas in the original, those stupid decisions that they were making accidentally were killing the, you know... Killing the owl. Killing the owl or... Uh, just, the na- just the fact he picks up the briefcase to try and give it back to her sparks this whole right. road well, trip and well, plot. And also, like, when they open the briefcase, it's because, like, Harry is freezing... And Lloyd's like, do you want one of my extra pair of gloves? And he right. goes, extra pair of gloves. Like, yeah, we're in the Rockies. Yeah. And he's like, you son of a... And he's, they fight over the fact and that the Lloyd fighting. is so selfish yeah. and stupid. and the fighting then causes the briefcase, the briefcase to open. Explain, so things yeah. kind of spiral. And then the um, way they use the briefcase is so stupid that in turn pushes the story more. Once you get yeah. to the point where the kidnapper opens the briefcase to get the money and just sees nothing but IOUs. Exactly. Goes, what is this? This is an IOU for a Ferrari. Do you want to hold on to that one? <laughs> you know, it's just like, 
What have you done? Um, so what you have, this is a good segue onto the extra points uh, on the supporting cast. So you've got the incongruity, but you've yes. also got the kind of uh, the blocktopus effect. <laughs> I love this. The blocktopus. The blocktopus. What you have in... Um, so it's a staple rule of um, improvisational comedy that you say yes. You have mm. to accept this yes. is for them. You go yes, but, yes, yes. and. Yes, yeah. but, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, and, yeah. isn't it? Yes, um, and, yes, but. <laughs> which they get a, it's a whole um, episode out of Tobias don't they in uh, Arrested Development I think it might be in season 4 where he has he starts saying yes and and it spirals this whole plot anyway that's a conversation for another day that. Um, hmm. anyway so back to this um, in the original you have characters who are saying yes all the time. How do they know I got gas? They think they're professionals. <laughs> right, yeah. Whereas in this one, if you've got characters that are constantly calling out your character's oh, blind obsession, you get blocked at every turn. And so the plot Ooh. the plot doesn't go anywhere. What you get is a series of set pieces that are constantly That's going back to square That's what it is. One. It's not whether or not they see through the blind obsession. That's not the problem. It's the problem is they keep blocking it. Yeah. They keep just going, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Like that, you're quite right. That's what it is. In Happy Gilmore, it's not that they see through it or not see through it. That's not what it is. Because the blind obsession had become was very slight. It's much more that in Happy Gilmore, it's they keep bankrolling the things. Yeah. The more Shooter McGavin, pow, the more Shooter <laughs> McGavin gets angry at the fact that he's trailer trash and that the people around him are trailer trash and that he's ruining the integrity of the golf course, the funnier the story's getting because it makes Shooter McGavin do more yeah. to undo Harry, yeah. uh, to undo Happy. Yeah. Similarly, Happy, right, the further he gets in the tournament, the more outrageous he starts to get because like he ended up fighting Bob Barker, yeah. right? Because more's at stake, and so he's it's harder for him to keep control of himself. Mm. And then, so and he's reacting to the 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 extra things that Shooter is doing to him. Exactly. So it's it's building it. Yeah. So the fact that they see through it, like because in the producers, the the no one sees through their blind obsession, which is to make as much money as they can yeah. until the very end, which is when they get arrested for it, right? That No one sees through it, but it doesn't matter because they're just, it just steamrolls, keeps building on top of it. And in Dumb and Dumber, yeah, you're right. They, no one, them not seeing through it allows the story to keep building. So it's much, yeah, you're, that's what it is. It's much Have more. Have I made a good point? Ah, I'd say really I made it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but no, that, that that's it, right? It's 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 that whole thing of like the blocktopus is the problem. It's like if you have characters, it's not so much like an improvised comedy rule because you're not really improvising, but no, it but is a I thing mean, of like it's just a progression thing. Like if you're constantly having characters step up and go, yeah, the story's it, they have that whole problem throughout the whole film, which is like yeah, there's no story at the end. It's like Harry, Harry what are we gonna do about Harry's kidney? Oh yeah. No, Blocktopus. He never was really sick. Exactly. Blocktopus, this happens. Block, block, block. The movie says no a lot. Yeah, you're, that's it. And that's why it doesn't work. Because that's why you have those bit piece gags that don't go anywhere. Yep. Because every time they get, they start building the momentum, they don't know where to go. So they just stop and they do something else. In the first half an hour of the movie alone, you have, I think, maybe five or six different pieces that stop and go really yes, nowhere. That's what it is. Um, and they're just little kind of gags on their yes. own and yeah. then it, it doesn't build so you have the scene where um, you get to meet uh, Harry's parents who yeah. are Asian and that doesn't go anywhere it doesn't go anywhere so they have to that's why at the end of each of these scenes the characters then have to talk to each other to say well what are we going to do next so, yeah they have like, to restart well, yeah they have to yeah they have to re-crank it um, and it's not the thing is you do want things to stop it's interesting because you want people to like stop the story. You don't want people, the characters, to get what they want in scene one. But what you're trying to find is you're trying to find th obstacles that they then have to overcome. Yeah. Not just a big wall that they have to stop and find another direction to go. Yes. That's the problem. It's like, no, no. Th what happens is it draws them further into the story and ups the stakes and they have to then, do more to get yeah. past it rather than oh well we'll just stop because in fact that's the whole fun of a blind obsession anyway which is the characters blind to the risks yeah. they keep going no matter what so if you go yeah this thing's happened they go oh well we have to stop now so well then they're not blind are they they're too aware mm -hmm. they're almost ironically they're almost too self-aware of the situation mm -hmm. so they have to keep 
Yeah, it doesn't work. I feel like I'm. I these are all points that I made, and all you've done is just steal all of them. Yeah, I feel so. <laughs> I'm going to edit out everything you say. It's just going to be you talking. Yeah. Um, I'll just I'll edit in sounds of crickets when you're supposed to speak, <laughs> and that'll be it. I think you should just overdub me. What do you think, Luke? <laughs> well, I think I'm a stupid head. I agree, Mister Black. <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. Um, so. In addition to that meanness, uh, so the supporting cast are mean to Harry and Lloyd, mm. but um, more more so than in the first movie, Harry and Lloyd are mean. Oh, they themselves are they mean? They themselves are mean. In the original, mm. um, we hear secondhand, um, we hear through Lloyd how he tricked Billy and 4C into buying some stuff, which is a great <laughs> gag. <laughs> So he's like, where did you get extra money? I sold some stuff to Billy and 4C. You sold... The blanket? The blanket? Yeah, Yeah. relax. Sack of marbles, a few baseball cards. (coughs) PD. PD? You sold my dead bird to a blanket? blanket? Relax, I took care of it. Cuts to Billy and 4C stroking a dead bird that has had its head... PD didn't even have a head. (laughs) Had its head sellotape back on. Which is funny. But in this movie, um, there is a a point point later where Billy is on the news (laughs) and Mary is watching it, and it's like, I just thought he was real quiet. And Mary just goes, Who are these sick people? Ding dong! And it's Lloyd on on the door. (laughs) But in the second movie, uh, the. the, Uh, the second scene after he picks him up from the hospital at the beginning the one you described they go back to um, their apartment and Billy and 4C is there um, and they just they openly bully him how so um, they tr- well it, it, Lloyd makes a point about sneaking up on him and uh, he's like no bl- uh, blind people have um, mm. uh, extra hearing he's like that's just an old wives tale and they have this co- this, this conversation with Billy and then they leave off off screen and then uh, the camera's close in on Billy and suddenly they appear either side and shout really loud in his ears and Billy gets really scared. It's like this isn't funny whereas no. the first one they do almost something way worse but the, it was the thing about the PD thing there is a part of you that goes Billy should have been able to tell that the bird is dead, right? <laughs> like it's not like Lloyd did something really cunning. It's the stupidest thing, and like he got, and all he did was he took the money and bought some crisps with it. Yeah, like it's it's so stupid and petty, and you kind of go, the kid should have picked up on this, but at the same time, like it's it didn't really hurt him. Actually, you know it, what? You stuff, me- it, it doesn't really. Now you mentioned that stupidity. It comes back to the to the incongruity. Yeah, um, he he when he's like, relax, I took care of it. Yeah. He thinks he's done a really smart thing. Cuts to sellotaping the on, on the head. <laughs> but and then it worked. In, and, and it worked. That's the and thing. it did work. And, and no then, one told the kid. <laughs> You're going, why has no one told this kid that he's clearly been sold a, a, a dead bird? Right. Whereas in this in this scene yeah. at the beginning yeah. um, of, of the sequel, um, there's, there's no gap. There's no incongruity. They try yeah. and be mean to Billy. They are mean... That's just bullying, I'm afraid. But, yes. but, 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 but later on, there is a scene which is a, which is kind of akin to the PT, where um, Harry jumps out of bed and he's like, "We got to go back. I, I didn't leave any food out for Butthole, which is his cat." Yeah. Um. Uh. And Lloyd's like, "Don't worry, I took care of it," and describes how he's um he's given the cat to Billy and Four C to look after. Yeah. Um, and Harry's like, but he's got over two hundred rare birds. Like, it's, like <laughs> it's fine. I just, uh, I, th- I, th- I threw the cat in the apartment with a note saying, like, look after the kid, uh, look after the cat. Um, and that's it. He thinks he's done a good thing. Yeah. He thinks he's done the smart thing. He's yes. done a very, very stupid thing. And yeah, he cuts he, to Billy. He, he thinks he's being nice to Billy. He, does, he doesn't right. think he's being horrible to Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh man, that like you. <laughs> yeah. That that that's it. Like you don't feel he's being mean to him. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the opening, uh, sorry, in the second scene of the movie, they are being mean. But Lloyd particularly is mean through it. Um, when they meet Harry's parents, Lloyd openly mocks her accent. The mum's accent. Oh, that's accent. true. He does. Um, he openly mocks Freda Felcher when they meet her. Yes. As well. 
Because there's this whole bit when they meet Freda, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we're, we were after your smoking hot daughter. It's like, no, I'm, I'm Freda. And what's it? Tra- uh, his response to this is something, uh, in fact, I wrote it down. He says, uh, yeah, sure, like we'd be fighting over those blowfish jowls. I was like, oh, wow. that is mean. Yeah. Um, uh, he throws um, a banana peel in a coffin later, yeah. on, in, later on in that sequence. So Lloyd does a lot of these kind of mean things in particular, which just kind of sours the spirit of the movie. In the first yeah. one, he's in love. He wants to be the perfect husband. He yeah. is, you know, is so in love with this girl. He's going to travel yeah. a, a sixth of the way across the country no, yeah. um, to deliver her back her suitcase. Yeah. Like that's how nice he is. She, like you said, yeah, he's romantic. Like you even said. Um, earlier yeah. on like that's so sweet yeah is what she says yeah to she him. says to them whereas what he does in uh, what yeah. Lloyd particularly does in this movie is do mean things to people but the meanness extends to them being yeah. mean to each other well it's well. it's almost like um, in the first film there's lots of toilet humour but the characters are motivated in a sort of higher ideal whereas in this one it's toilet humour and they're not motivated any higher than that yeah they're just sort of base yes and it's not it's just not as funny or sweet um i mean south park they get really base but generally it's an allegory yeah yeah yeah. right like i'm even thinking about the episode with the giant shit i rewatched that the other day i was so glad you went there (laughs) because that's the one i would have brought up because that's an attack on on the way that they're treated by the emmys right yeah the idea that we've been awarded for an emmy whatever we don't care yeah emmys are shit whatever it's great. They they have uh, yeah. as he's taking the big shit at the yeah. beginning, like hot 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 flashes up on screen. Emmy Award nominated show. Yeah, like brilliant. Yeah, they, they just like whatever. Yeah, yeah. They just they're attacking Hollywood culture with that episode. Yeah, and they and it goes even further because Bono turns out to be a giant shit. Yeah, like literally. Yeah, he turns out to be a sentient poo. <laughs> The only way that South Park could, so it's like an allegory. So, like, yeah, it's toilet humor, but it's um, it's it's more than just toilet humor. I guess. Sat- a satire. Yeah, there's a That's... satire to it. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things where was it McKee calls it trivializing the exalted. Mm. They take something really um, exalted, like the Emmys, and they trivialize it and turn it, talk about shit instead. Yeah. And in this, it's quite you know they've gone, you've got that same sort of um, juxtaposition between. You know, Harry having so much of a laxative that he can't, you know, shits through a toilet, but the toilet's broken, so he can't flush the toilet and all that stuff. And at the same time, these highly romantic ideals mm. that Lloyd has, and the fact that there's a kidnapping. I I just mentioned briefly, and I was going to um, going to come back to it. The fact they're mean to each other, but you've just reminded me of that scene in the beginning. Mm. Uh, so in the in the first movie, mm. where so Harry's got the shits because Lloyd feeds him laxative yes. you get as a kind of but but this comes out of um, well he thinks Harry's betrayed him that's it this because Harry out, has yes this comes out of the betrayal which yeah. at this point is part of this whole spiralling plot and if you remember the most essential thing Harry does with Mary is she touched my leg <laughs> right that's it yeah. that's 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 as far as it went yeah. like Harry is sort of chivalrous with her do you know what I mean yeah like, he doesn't take advantage of her. He doesn't even hit on her. Nothing. He just falls for her. And when you see them on a date together, yeah. it's very sweet. And right. Very nice. Which is why you don't hate Harry for it. Yeah. Because if Harry was just trying to have sex with her, you'd be like, how, you know, yeah. what an asshole to his friend to do that. But because you realise Harry didn't want to, but is now, he, he also doesn't want to go out with her at first. Yeah. Mary's friend forces him to. So when he does go out with her, and they start to get on. They have a really genuinely nice time. And he starts falling for her. You kind of go, yeah, that's unfortunate. Like, he's <laughs> not really being... And, like, he's now screwed because, yeah, he wants her to. Yeah. Um, but the the point I was making about the meanness, he feeds Harry that laxative as a result of this betrayal. Yeah, exactly. Which is an hour and ten minutes into the movie. <laughs> Whereas... And it, again, it's funny. Yeah, and it, like, oh, it is, how, yeah. how am I going to ruin your day? I'm going to make you have so much of a laxative. Yeah. Like it's such, it's almost like a wily e. coyote kind of plot, you know. Whereas in the it's cartoonish. It's right. it's it sh- like that. That's not how laxatives work. <laughs> it's cartoonish. It's just um, it's great. Whereas in this uh, in in this one, um, you have <laughs> hold on, they, hold on. Got, again. 
Harry's kind of to blame because he puts all that laxative in the tea or the coffee or whatever it is. Harry starts to drink it, can tell it tastes terrible, and Lloyd goes, mm, and like starts pushing the cup more into his mouth, so he drinks some more of it. And you're like, you know it's been poisoned <laughs> because of the taste. That's not, oh, it's bad tea taste. That is poison taste <laughs> right you're drinking more laxative than tea you should know your first reaction is to spit it out not to just carry on drinking it anyway so it's kind of harry's fault that he got poisoned like that's kind of a thing like it, it, <laughs> so like, it's funny because the two of them are so stupid that lloyd's plan wouldn't work on anyone else yeah Right. And, I mean, the only time they do something really childishly silly and it actually works on someone else is the chilies. And it kills him. Because he has an ulcer that they yeah. had no knowledge of, right? <laughs> like, it's it's like, it's, it, there's no way they were going, oh, yeah, we'll kill him. They just thought, like, he'd just choke a little bit. That's it. Yeah. And then and then they try and save him. Yeah. And the way they save him... get out with the bad air. Yeah, he tries to basically give him mouth to mouth. Yeah. It's a lot easier if you just lay back. Yeah. Um... Yeah, also, so in, he does it to them. They're arguing over who, how many chilies they can have. And he goes, why don't you just both go at the same time? Oh, so he's already done. So he, 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 he's like, he's part of the gag. Yeah. So. In the funeral yeah. scene at the beginning of uh, <coughs> Dumb and Dumber 2, when they, when they meet Freda. Mm. Um, and so at this point, we know Harry is in need of a kidney. Um, and that's where... Uh, that's where it, it's it's kind of blocked temporarily. They they he realizes he's got no chance of a kidney, and because um, uh, they don't know about the the daughter's address yet. And Lloyd says, "Well, buddy, best pick out one of these coffins whilst we're here." <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good gag. You think? <laughs> See, I thought it was mean. <laughs> it is mean, but at the same time, best will pick out a coffin. <laughs> okay, maybe that was a bad example. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't think that I don't know there, there's a meanness to it but the meanness is kind of funny because it's just it's just ridiculous like you might as well pick out a car. he's not actually dead or anything um, I think it's mean <laughs> I don't know I'm okay with it it's kind I'm of okay like with that. I'm okay with it it's kind of like yeah he's mean to Billy and Forcey but it's like it's kind of, that's fine I don't know well, <laughs> The, the it bothers the bullying of him in that first scene really does bother me. Yeah, because maybe it's too soon it, into the thing. Yeah, but also unnecessary. Why? Why uh, but, it's, that? but it's not only the first True. time he does it; he does it multiple times. He bullies Harry over this. Over the like that's not the first time he makes that joke, or because he makes that joke even later when he says like, "Well, there's no point. You may as well give up. You're dead." Oh hey, here's the picture of the girl. No, that's a, that's a few moments later. That's later, right? That's the same scene. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a sense of like it, it, that one note becomes mean, right? Whereas I think once might be quite funny. Okay. Um, but yeah, that that I've, the 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 kind of misuse of Billy and Forcey, I think, really really stuck with me. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Like because the, the, it dumb doesn't mean being mean. No. Um, being bullying, which is what they do a lot. They do bully. What each other? They bully everyone in the in the second film. They just constantly. Bully. Oh, sorry. So in the second movie, yes. In the first one, they don't. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's in the first one. I tell you what, because that in the first one they try and outsmart people. Um, they they do it to the gas man. They sneak those yeah. the, the whole bunch of extra chilies in. Obviously, that has different consequences. You have the whole scene in the cafe with sea uh, with sea bass, where they yes. outsmart him and put all their food onto. Oh his yeah, tab. yeah, he does. You have the outsmarting of Billy and Forcey, yeah, um, with the sellotape, and like you have these kind of hilarious moments. It's that not so bad go- that they outsmart people as well because they're so stupid. Exactly. So when they do it... It's, it's perfect like, for those yeah. characters. You yeah. have the stupid ones out, out smart. Because they think they're being... Hmm. They think they're being smart, but actually these are pretty dumb things that they've done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, in in, in this... Um, the the main issue for me was that... Uh, coming back to that incongruity. Yeah. And the blocking. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. You look deep in thought. I agree with you. I'm just trying to think how to... Fr- how, 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 to phrase it better no I'm just thinking like how to just like that. it's just yeah there's just something about that 
that nature that is just they they do outsmart people in the first one and it's funny when they do generally because the way in which they outsmart them isn't that smart yeah whereas in the second one they don't they just sort of insult each other and put people down Hmm. and um it's just sort of snide remarks yeah and then people give them snide remarks back and it seems to be a thing of in, in the first one, their blind obsession is that, you know, they're stupid, but they, they're they romantic, whatever. In this one, their blind obsession is really more themselves. It's more narcissistic. Mm. They, it's not that... Because it's not... They don't know they're stupid, right? No. But everyone keeps pointing out how stupid they are. Their stupidness becomes even grander. Like... It becomes they they stop being being stupid and they start appearing sort of mentally deficient. Yeah, because everyone keeps telling them. Now it's important to this doesn't work with stupidity, but does work with other things because um, uh, remember the scene where um, uh, Tobias has his um, his thing pointed out by his blind obsession pointed out by Lucille. Lucille. Where yeah. she says, you're a terrible... Son-in-law, yeah. and you'll never make it as an actor. Yeah. Because you have no real talent. Yeah, and he ignores it. Just but it's them. a wonderful laugh. Yeah. Um, but it works with that blind obsession. <coughs> doesn't work with stupidity because, like you say, yes. it makes them seem mentally deficient as opposed to... Well, also because Tobias does acknowledge it. Well, yeah, when he brief, says, like, if she's not going to say anything, <laughs> like, you know he's lying in a way? He's, he, yeah. he's like, Tobias is holding on like with the like tiniest thread like he goes well excuse me goes up to cry in the shower well, that, yeah, right? he, he's not he represses everything he represses he? That, that's everything that's yeah yeah right he, he does and it's kind of funny just to see how, how like easily crumbling he is and, <laughs> like um but he he's one of those characters that yeah yeah I forget what you're saying. Well, the point was that when you do that to a character that is that has the blind obsession of stupidity, yes, um, it it develops that kind of um, mean tone. It's the, the fact that they can't get it because they're stupid. Yeah, they can't get it, so it's like you're laughing at them. Right. Whereas um, with Tobias, something they can get it, and in a way they sometimes do. You, it, you're laughing at the fact that they won't accept it. Yeah. Rather than they can't get it. Yeah, there you go. Um, so you know, um, they <laughs> Philly does this all the time, right? In in so, always sunny in Philadelphia, they're always like they can accept that the fact that they're alcoholics and yeah. you know da- Dennis is going bald and things like that. They can accept that. They won't accept that. Is right. very funny. Whereas if they go, here's your blind obsession, and they can't comprehend it because they're too stupid. Yeah. Well, because then, then, then that's that's not funny. That's actually kind of tragic that they are blocked from that. Hmm. Um, it's much funnier, much funnier to see someone take that evidence of their blind obsession <coughs> and rework it into into their blind obsession. Is much funnier, hmm. which is what happens with Tobias in that moment because he he's just said like there's a thing in psychology called denial, which is an idea so repulsive that the mind literally rejects it and she goes like you are a worse psychologist than your son-in-law you'll never make it as an actor because you have no real talent and he goes gulps and just goes well if she's not going to say anything I can't help her so he's he's rationalised it in his delusion that he is this amazing psychotherapist right and the same with um with Mac when he realises that he's gay yeah and then he rationalizes the fact that no, there's no way I could be gay because God let me live and God wouldn't make me gay, <laughs> right? So he's he's reworked the fact that he did have homosexual relationships on the boat as evidence that he's still a straight Christian. Yeah, which <laughs> just like it's like, even funnier, it's, isn't it, it? It's worse. It's yeah. so much worse because he's reworked it. Yeah, he's reworked it in his head. Um, but the fact Lloyd and Harry are unable to do that. That's true. They're unable to. So it's not funny when people go, "You're really stupid," and they go, uh, "Exactly," and they kind of do. So now that you have all this wonderful information that I have given you, yes. <laughs> what do we take for our own writing, Bass? Well, you see, Jiminy Cricket, because I've replaced you with Jiminy Cricket. That's in, fine. In the edit. Chirp, 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 chirp. Uh, wait, am I really doing this bit? No, you should do this bit. What do we take away from our writing? Damn it! I 
I thought you wouldn't realise. There's no way I'm doing this bit. What do we take for our own writing? Um, you tell me and then I'll correct you. Ha! <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> oh, man. Go on. What do we take, what do we take for our own writing? It's, it strikes me that the biggest, the biggest problem with the movie is... Um, uh, biggest problem. I think it's how they use the blind obsessions. I don't. I'm trying to avoid going back to this idea of blind obsessions again because I know mm. we've already done a couple of podcasts on it. But it is just so central yeah. to comedy. Yeah, you have to use it properly, and you have to have the characters around them behave in an appropriate way yes. for that particular blind obsession, yeah. whatever that may be. Yeah. Um. So you've got to. If your laughs are coming from that blind obsession. Mm. Um, and the situations that arise out of that, then you're probably on the right lines. If you find yourself slinging in gags and one-hit scenes that don't really go anywhere, then I think that's evidence that you might be using it in the wrong way. Yeah. Your blind obsession is the comedic spine of action. Yes, there you go. Right? So You were absolutely right. You take what I say and just correct it. (laughs) You ass. (laughs) Such an ass. But that's what it is, right? It is, yes. It's a spine of action. So if your spine of action is flaccid in the drama then you end up having bad scenes that don't go right. anywhere, things like that. And in comedy, the reason it's easier to people get away with that is because provided the scene is funny, right. people don't notice as much. But if the blind obsessions are weak and, and so on, then yeah, you have this really weak story as a result. Which is why you can have movies that come out with yeah. uh, improvised dialogue and improvised gags. Yes. And the it's what we talked about in yeah. the producers. Um, the effects of the laugh is, is qualitatively different. Yes, it's just not um, as effective. And also, um, as we you know, as we always said, like plot and character interlinked. So the spine of action is dependent on the character. And therefore the plot and character are wholly interlinked. Mm. Well, it's the same with comedy. So the kinds of jokes that you can tell are dependent on the blind obsession, dependent on the spine of action. And mm. so the character it creates the plot, the plot creates the character. So I, I like this whole thing that you've pointed out, which is that because Lloyd and Harry are stupid and they can't see through their blind obsession, if everyone around them sees through it, it doesn't work as a story. Yeah. Uh, whereas that wouldn't be the case for other blind obsessions. But it's a specific one to them. So the problems of Dumb and Dumber 2 are specific to Dumb and Dumber 2. Yes. Which I think is really great. Because they're, the plot's problems are because of character problems. Yeah. And vice versa. The characters can't generate the plot. The plot can't generate the characters. Which I think is great. I win. I'll edit this all out. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it. That's it. Wind your body. Wiggle your belly. Why not go up new style? I forget how the thing goes. That <laughs> opening song of Dumb and Dumber. I think um, we need to end this podcast with that music. I've, ah, yeah, okay. I could do that. We were not going to, but we could. I don't know. We'll find out when I upload this. <sighs> to be continued on the Story Toolkit now. Oh, do it.